Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. We did it, we did it together, and uh, it's just so exciting for me to just be a part of this with them, with all the 11 other players. It's truly an experience that I will cherish forever. Taking you beyond the ropes. Whatever you think is possible for you, or, or even what's not possible, you know, beyond your wildest dreams, go for it. You know, just go for it and think big and believe in yourself and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Unforgettable stories. He's hit some putts with it, so he gets his phone out and he just takes a picture of the grip and down the putter. And doesn't say anything and he just pings it to Tiger. And of course, Tiger pinged him right back like, what in the hell are you doing with my putter? Do not touch that putter. <laughs> a bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program. Absolute delight to have your company as we march closer and closer to this week's The Match with Tiger and Phil and Tigers with Peyton Manning and Phil's with Tom Brady. And we'll see how that all plays out. It's It's through... I think they call it Dom Werner Media, right? Which is TBS, TNT, both of whom has the coverage. What are all the different areas and different places and ways people can get it? Uh, It's on TBS. It's on HLN. It's on True TV. It's on uh, TNT. All the same places that a lot of us sports fans consume March Madness because they have a similar type setup with their stations and how they're all separated out. Coverage starts Sunday. At uh, I think it's 2 p.m. is like the pregame stuff, and then the actual match commences at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And I actually think uh, Justin Thomas has signed on to like uh, like be an on-course reporter or something. Yeah, that should be interesting. I don't know that'll be kind of funny with him out there on course. So we'll see how that plays. Out. I think Amanda Balionis is the other one that's on course. I believe unless she's doing interviews and Justin's with the because there's only one group. But let's be so. uh, let's be honest, Matt. We're all what? we're all here just for Charles Barkley. That's that's why we're here. That's all why we're here to see and hear Charles Barkley and have to hear what he. Had. I can't wait you to know, hear what he has to say about everything. <laughs> the last time that they did this, which was what two years ago, November, I believe, and <laughs> Phil said that somebody said that Phil was wheezing. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> You could hear him because he had the microphone on, laboring and all up up the hills. Well, he said, in fairness, right his neck. <sighs> yeah, but in fairness, he said that he was you know, out I don't of think shape. He's hit and... this chip shot very well. <laughs> but having said that, that the time they did that one, Charles Barkley was really entertaining. He, you know, I'm not sure about everybody else in the panel, but I thought he was entertaining. So he's Mr. Entertainment. And, it's going to be a blast having him. And I don't know if you you heard this. I know you're not a video game guy, Matt. And I used to be back my in the boys day. Boys are. Yeah. Well, uh, Justin Thomas is on the cover of the new PGA Tour 2K game. Oh yeah, I did and, know that. Yeah, and did, Tiger Woods was essentially the face of that franchise for I don't even know how many years. So now he's out there on the course. I hope he gives him all kinds of crap about that. I don't know if he will. That's all contract stuff and all that jazz. It's not really an honorarium. It's 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 about what kind of deals that are struck and so. But yeah, I did see that 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 he was on there, and that's good. And I know he's excited about it. We are too about everything that's been going on. We've 
as we've been doing throughout the course of, I guess, what everyone's calling the lockdown, we've been, had a chance to interview legends of the game, Hall of Famers. We've had a chance to interview players who are current stars in the world of golf. And a few times we've had a chance to speak with young people that are on the ascent. And with that formula and that churning gumbo, we have that for you again today. Our friend, Peter Malnati, who has won six times amongst professional ranks, including the PGA Tour and multiple wins in the Web.com Tour, as it was called then, Corn Ferry Tour, as it's called now. He played at the University of Missouri, turned pro in 2009, oh, where did the years go? He had collected this season already three top 17 finishes, currently eighth on the PGA Tour in strokes gained putting. Over the years, we've talked to him about pretty much everything, including the fact that he and Alicia wanted to start a family, and they have. He's, he's a dad. They have a little boy. I think he's, what, six months old? I'll ask him in a second here. Uh, and as you know, Peter, you can find on his website and blog, is great about letting you know what he's thinking, and it's the opportunity that we have before us right now. Peter, how are you, my friend? Matt, I'm doing great, man. It is good to talk to you. It's very good to talk to you as well. How old is that boy now? He will be seven months old tomorrow. <laughs> You're right in the throes of it. So how do you tell him what's going on right now with the virus and all the rest, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, and blah, blah, blah? <laughs> or is he just living for every moment with his parents? Tell you what, man. He is going to be – he is not going to know what, what's happening here in three or four weeks when, when Daddy goes back out on the road because, you know – the last three weeks have been, or excuse me, the last three months have been mm. a break from a break from reality for me. And you know, obviously, we've seen we've seen how it, people have been affected so negatively by this. Whether it's you know people's health, people's livelihood, just you know, in some cases, just people's sanity by by not being able to to sure. get out and do the things that they love to do. Um, so I'm I'm you know sad for for all of that stuff. But for our little family of three in the situation where we are having him. Like, we get to spend every minute with that little boy. Like, I don't travel. I'm here. I'm home. I get to be a dad. And that essentially, you know, when this all started, Hatcher was, you know, four months old. And as he's sort of starting to develop this personality, he's got dad with him all the time. So he's not going to know what happens here in a, in a few weeks when I go back out and play. Um, but uh, but for him, like, I think this is like his normal. It's having, having us home and just <laughs> going out and walking the neighborhood. And that's what we do. And uh it's been uh it has been an absolute blast for for us and i think you know i think uh he uh he doesn't know he doesn't know what's going on he just knows that we're together and i think that makes him happy i hope it makes him close to as happy as it makes me dude it he's he's lived half his life with his father at home yeah no joke it's crazy it's very it's it's, it's factually significant so for peter malnati home uh, kind of like a you know wonderful life type deal when you're home this much and not on the road in three months, which I suspect is the longest period of time you've ever been in one place in your life, does it make you wonder sometime about the path that was not chosen? Um, as much as I've enjoyed this, and as, as, as much as you are right, too, by the way, we, we were trying to think about that. Um, Alicia and I were trying to think about that. You know, the last time, you know, I, haven't, I haven't stayed in the same place for three months without traveling at all 
since before college. So, I mean, that, that dates back to, you know, the spring of 2005, I graduated high school. Um, so this has been pretty crazy. And as much as I have enjoyed it, um, you know, I definitely know that being out there competing and, and playing golf for a living is, is, is what, is what I want to be doing as much as I've enjoyed this. Um, you know, that, that's what I want to do. It's, it still feels like a dream come true for me. Um, you know, it's just teed up on the PGA tour, even though I've been doing it. I looked it up today, actually. I was curious because of, uh, uh, one of my, one of my friends at the course where, where I'm starting to play a little bit of golf again was asking me how many events have I played on the PGA tour? 148 is the answer. Um, so every, every, every one of those 148 has felt like, has felt like a dream come true. And uh, when I get to tee up for number 149, whenever that is, hopefully hopefully in three weeks in, at Colonial, um, that's still going to feel like a dream come true. Hey, Dom, do you remember who was on with us in the last few months that told us that Peter Malnati is the most positive person that he's ever come in contact with in his entire life? Do you remember who that was? Yes, I remember yes. that, but i got to look it up. Hold on a second, and then I will tell you. Oh, I was going to say that was an odd way to answer. It's a yes, real thing that happened, though. It is, and and I think that the example that he gave, Peter, was that you could slam your fingers in the silverware drawer and you would go, wow, that was a really unique experience. Joel I Damon, that's who it was. Way. Joel Damon was the one that caused you the, <laughs> the most positive person. Has that always been an element of your personality, or did you have to develop that consciously? Um, yeah, I definitely think that we all, we all are, are inclined in a certain direction with that, and I, I, I'm certainly – more of a glass half full, see the bright side. I think that is part of my nature, but, but there's also some intention behind it. And that, that's, um, you know, that's something that is definitely, definitely true. I, I, I actually wrote about this, uh, I don't know, two or three weeks ago. Um, I, I was just, you know, I like to get my thoughts out sometimes. And, uh, and, and I was writing about it like, why do why do so many people say you know that I'm the most positive person they've ever met that I'm you know this that and so I was thinking about it and um, one thing that I sort of came up with was um, there's this idea that uh, that I heard a long time ago um, that really resonated with me. Um, this guy um, was saying that you can be you 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 can be both sad and content at the same time. And he was saying that, you know, people always think they're striving for happiness, but happiness is pretty elusive. Um, you know, even, even for the best of us, like happiness is comes and goes, you know, peaks and valleys. It, it's sort of, there's a lot of ebb and flow to that, but contentment is more of a permanent feeling that one can achieve where one's, you know, satisfied with, with who they are and what they're doing. And then I actually looked up the definition for contentment when I was thinking about this. And the definition for contentment, starts with it goes on to say other things but the first five words in the dictionary app that i have on my phone the first five words of the definition for content is satisfied with what one is and i was like satisfied with what one is that's interesting like if i can feel i can feel content you know pretty much regardless of what's going on in my life as long as i'm living the way i want to live so that's kind of what i what i sort of wake up in the morning trying to do and go to bed at night asking myself if i did do did i live my life in a way that i could be satisfied with with what i did that day and you know for me you know i've got a new role in life now as a father but i've for for several years now coming up on wow well, coming up on seven i've had the role as husband i've been you know a son a brother 
friends and the, the, a friend and those things are all like important to me and then you know I also have this role as a golfer um mm-hmm. which is very important to me because something that I you know it's my profession it's how I now it's how I provide for my family it's how um you know it's something that's always been a passion for me but if I if I go into each day and I I give you know my best effort in all those areas things aren't always going to go my way and I might end up disappointed but I can still be content and as long as I'm doing that as long as I'm giving my best effort like I feel pretty good about things um and so I think that's really where where the positive attitude comes from is the sense that like I'm taking care of the things that I can control and sometimes the outcomes aren't what I want and does that disappoint me yeah do I get upset or sad or wish it was different yeah but I know I'm doing the right things and I feel really good about that so so I feel really good most of the time and that's a pretty good pretty good spot to be when you and I spoke I don't remember when it was last uh Peter Malnati we were talking about kind of strengths and and areas that you're not going to be able to compete with the top people in the game one of them was length and you said no that's not you know I'm paraphrasing obviously but that's not where my strength lies but you noted specifically with the flat stick in your hand that there is something that you can do and you could improve in that area. I got the impression it was getting back more so than it was getting to a new level. Obviously, something has happened there. Was it was it a physical change? Was it a a, a setup? Was it a something that you did in terms of how you were executing the stroke or was it that too? Uh, philosophy that you brought to four with the putter because you're putting fantastic. So, w- what was the formula there for success? Yeah, this is going to be a very unsatisfying answer for for most people out there who are wanting to putt better themselves. But um, the truthful answer to that is, I I had to stop trying to putt better. I had to stop trying so hard to putt. I mean, I, I think naturally I'm a pretty good putter, and. Uh, and that's an understatement. I think naturally I'm a very good putter, probably one of the better ones in the world. And when I when I was going through a kind of a time, you know, there were a couple years in my career, maybe in like the 2000, late 17, all through 18, early 19, where I just wasn't putting that well. And so, I mean, I looked at my stats and I was still statistically better than average on the PGA Tour. But, you know, that for me, like my putting is – to me, what, you know, driving is to Dustin Johnson. Like, I, I can't be slightly better than average and still be successful. Like, I need to be really, really good. Um, and so, you know, when I when I felt like I was struggling, my natural inclination, as I think so many people's, is, is to, like, dig in and try harder. I got to really, really grind on this. I got to really focus. I got to really, I got to really figure this out. I have to, I have to try harder. And, and I don't know really when, something sort of clicked and what, what, what caused it even, but I just, I just sort of noticed that like, Hey, this is, putting is actually quite natural for me. Like I, I, I need to stop trying and just, just let my natural feel kind of take over and, and do its thing. And so it's not an easy thing to do when I'm out there playing. Cause I, I want success so badly. And I want, you know, I want to, I want to make all my plus and I want to have these, you know, great, great results and all that. And I, and I know how important it is, you know, when you're standing over four footer to, you know, so important on the PGA tour to make those putts, you know? And, um, so I want them to go in really badly, but the more I can kind of get out of that way of thinking, you just, just think about, just be relaxed, be effortless, let my natural, my natural ability kind of flow out on the greens. Um, I have a lot more success when I do that. And so that, that's where I've been, you know, 
obviously having having Hatcher, um, that's my son's name, by the way. I don't know if people know that, but having having Hatcher has been um, a really cool thing for me because it, it is an instant instant dose of perspective, um, and uh, it's been it's been you know in, in one way very motivating for me to to make sure that I keep my golf game sharp, so I'm able to to show him you know, what his dad can do and mm-hmm. have the kind of long and successful career that I want to have, you know, for myself, for my family, for him and have him see me do that. But it's also been very freeing in the sense that like, I know that, you know, at, at when we were on the West coast, he was two or three, four months old, two or three months old. He, he doesn't know the difference. He just wants me to come over and give him a hug when I'm done. Like, that's it. That's all. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's really, that's really cool to, to think about that. Like he could care less if I make the four footer, he just wants me to come give him a hug. And, um, and so, so that, that was, that was a freeing thought. And, and I think, you know, when you see those putting stats looking pretty good this year, I think that, that sense of kind of freedom enables me to be the putter that I want to be. It reminds me of when we had the great Dave Stockton on, uh, one time we were talking about that, this idea of not trying and trying to define what that means and, and how and where you get the feel from uh, Dom, if you have it, play that, play that clip from Dave Stockton. So, so, uh, Peter Monati and I can hear what he had to say about the same. If I attempt to sign my signature the first time, just do it, okay? When I do that, it just it just is natural. Dave Stockton's right there. If I if I then try to take an extra ten or fifteen seconds to make every letter the exact same, same width, same height, all of a sudden it doesn't feel right. Certainly doesn't look as good. And that's basically why I don't like the word try. I want to have the word feel. As you're looking at the whole Feel what the ball is going to do going into the hole, not not trying to physically make it do what you want it to do. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, ta- he's talking there, isn't he, uh, Peter, about using that putter more as a brush stroke than it is a hammer. Yeah, it's, that's, uh, that, that's exactly right. And I remember, like, you know, the, the simple image, um, the, the simple image of, like, you know, if you're if – you're, you know, at your desk in your office and your, your, your trash cans over in the corner and you want to wad up a, a piece of paper you're scribbling on, you just wad it up, toss it, and it goes in the trash can almost every time. Like, and the, you don't, that doesn't require any level of training or real athleticism. Like, like most people can, from their desk, toss a paper wad over in the trash can. Um, <laughs> but then if you start analyzing how you need to do that or what, what needs to go into making that happen, all of a sudden it becomes more difficult. And, and I feel like for me, putting is very much that way. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, that was a really, really great clip there from, from Mr. Stockton. I thought you'd enjoy that. All right. So you were talking about how significant this pandemic has been, and it has been the, the loss of life, the, the, the massive economic impact, all of it that, that goes into it. And that's nothing for the people that, that have gotten ill as well. It's, it's just had a profound impact in so many different ways. But in the quiet time that we've had when, when each of us have been sequestered at home with family, whatever it is, for Peter Manati, how have you bettered yourself? Have you learned a language? Have you learned how to play the piano? Have you read some books? What makes Peter Malnati better in terms of his personal development on the other side of this? Um, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I definitely, you know, I, I've learned, I've learned a lot more about being a parent um, <laughs> because I get to be one. Uh, so, so that's pretty fun. Um, I've been, um, I have been pretty dedicated to, uh, 
to trying to do some reading. And, um, you know, I always, I always travel with some books, um, when I'm playing tournaments, but, uh, that's normally, normally more just entertainment for me when I'm on the road, you know, it's like when I lay down at night and going to fall asleep, I read for 15 or 20 minutes as I'm, as I'm laying in bed. And those books would be, you know, sometimes fiction, sometimes nonfiction. I love to read like, like Malcolm Gladwell, his stuff is just some of my favorite, but, but that's the kind of stuff that I travel with. But, um, here at home, I've been reading, I've been reading some books about like, I mean, I'm fascinated by how much people either know or think they know about like neuroscience and how our brains actually work. Um, so I've been reading, I read a book called Hardwiring Happiness. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. It wasn't particularly impactful for me, but, but that's like the style of book. I'm reading a book right now, actually, which would fit right in with, uh, with what Dave Stockton just said, because it's got the word that he was using. It's called trying not to try. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's fascinating too, because it, uh, is that a golf book? Uh, it's not a golf book. Um, but it's, I didn't think so. By, uh, okay. Yeah. It's a book. It's the book. Um, the guy that wrote it is like a professor, a professor of like ancient Chinese philosophy. And so he's taken like some of these great, you know, great, Eastern thinkers from, you know, three centuries ago, like Confucius and, and others and, and, and sort of talked about their theories and then overlaid that with modern neuroscience and talked about how really how, how incredibly intelligent these guys were back then. And, and I'm still, I'm only about halfway through it. I'm not sure it's a little too much of a textbook. It's a little over my head. So I'm not real sure what the take home message is going to be just yet. But, but that's the kind of like, I'm fascinated by, I'm fascinated by like our brains and how they work. And to be honest with you, I don't even know if I even believe half the stuff that people think they know, because it seems like the brain is so complex. I mean, billions and billions of neural pathways and connections up there. I don't know how they could possibly understand what's going on really, but, um, but it's kind of cool. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy trying to trying to learn and and every now and then I'll pick up a little nugget that I do think is applicable to to you know to that quest that we all have in life to feel to feel content and satisfied and be better people and better influences on those around us and all that stuff. So so it's it's it's, it's fun. It's fun and reading is definitely something that um, college knocked the reading the joy of reading out of me. So for six or eight years I hardly read at all and then. Um, over the last few years, I've been getting back into it, and now it's now it's something that I I look forward to those quiet those quiet you know fifteen twenty thirty minute blocks where I can sit down and do some reading. It's it's really great. So Peter Malnati on the eleventh, are, are you going to play a colonial? By the way, as long as I get in, I'm planning to play. Um, yeah, it's a very it's going to be a unique summer in that you know past access into events will not be a good indicator of this year's access into events just because we've never had a year where there were three months off for everybody. Um, so it's hard to say. It looks like right now I'm in, I'm in the field by, um, by 10 or 12 players. Um, so I'm definitely preparing as if I will play colonial and I'm planning to play colonial. It just, it's a little bit uncertain, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I will. Okay. So, do you feel how do I phrase this? Do you feel comfortable right now? Do you feel safe? Do you feel like it's time? 
I feel like it's time to get back to playing. I do. Um, and the reason I say that is because, um, you know, I, I get to be, I get to be involved in some of the conversations. I'm on the, uh, the PGA Tours Player Advisory Committee, the PAC, as mm-hmm. we call it. And so we've been having basically weekly calls, and I get to be I get to be involved in some of the conversations. You know, the the PAC is not necessarily a voting committee. Like we we don't vote, but we we provide input that then four players who are what we call player directors take to the the policy board who does vote to implement stuff. Um, but but we get to be have we get to have a say in those conversations, some at least have some input, and um, and it's been really interesting. You know, I've I've done mostly listening in those means because I, um, and, and as every one of us players probably should be doing listening, like I'm pretty ignorant as to, you know, the ins and outs of, of what actually is going on with this virus and what, what it's, you know, and I think, you know, there's so many unknowns even for the experts, but, but we're far from experts, but the tour is working with some people who are on, you know, the forefront of knowledge in this, in this area. And so, so they're taking all that stuff into consideration, and it seems like um, you know the plan for getting back is certainly that golf will look quite a bit different, um, or at least the golf on the course might not actually, which is going to be which is going to be great, a great outcome of this. But but our weekly routines are going to look a lot different, um, and it seems like you know the tour is proceeding with an abundance of caution um, in terms of everything they're doing. So. I, I do feel I feel quite safe that we can we can execute a PGA Tour event with good um, good social distancing practices and 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 actually go pull this off and and be you know be a good example for for society and give give people sports fans something to watch on TV and and do it in a way that is responsible. Um, I would say my biggest concern going back, the one worry that I have, is just. You know the tour is trying to do some stuff with with charter travel and um, and and all, but it just isn't really feasible for guys who are going to want to get home and see their families between events and stuff like that. So my my biggest concern is just I'm going to have to use commercial commercial travel and and that's you know it's just an unknown for me. Like I'm I'm not going to let it stop me from getting back out there and getting to work. I just and you know, I'm I'm not worried personally about about the virus because I know you know I'm pretty young and healthy, and I think I could I could handle it even if I were to come up with it. But I don't want to bring it home to to anyone here. You know, my we haven't seen my parents in forever, but my parents live 45 minutes away from us, and they want to see their grandkid. And, you know, they're excited for to be able to do that. And you know, the last thing I want to do is travel and put myself so. So what at risk what are you going to do then? Are you are you going to wear the mask and the gloves and whatever else you have to? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow basically basically every every guideline that even might make me safer. I'm gonna do. Like I know there's a lot of people. They're like, oh, well, the, the mask hasn't been proven to help, or the whatever. Well, well, it can't hurt, you know. And um, yeah, and so yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take all those precautions for sure, and um, and we'll see. But you know, in terms of on site at the event, um, you know, I feel like the tour has has done a really, really remarkable job putting together a plan that is safe and responsible without being too invasive into the, the actual competition element itself. So, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not concerned about, about that. It, you know, it'll be interesting, like certain places where we're going to go, we're going to go to Fort Worth, Texas. I, I think I feel okay about 
Hilton Head, I definitely feel okay about. Um, then, you know, the Travelers in Connecticut is one of my absolute favorite events. So I'm super excited to go up, and, and I love the golf course. It'd just be interesting to see. I mean, that's, you know, how far is Hartford from New York City? It's got to be 90 miles or 100 miles from New York City. Yeah. Um, but it'd just be interesting to see, you know, if that has a different feel to it. Because obviously, you know, New York and, and, you know, the Northeast in general has been more of an epicenter for this than, than some of these other places where we're talking about going. So it, all, all that's going to be very interesting to see. And, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to follow all the guidelines that have been laid out there. I'm going to listen to, listen to the, what the tour is telling us to do, because I know that they have people much smarter than, than us and even much smarter than, than the leaders of the tour itself are helping them make these decisions. And so I'm going to, I'm going to listen. I have to know, Peter Monati, when you're when you're traveling to these airports, going from you know, connection here to there, and blah blah blah, and you sit down at the bar and having a sandwich. Do you have a beer? Or do you do you drink alcohol at all? <laughs> I I I don't ever drink alcohol like when I'm out. It's just I just don't do it. I don't know why. I'm not like against it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just I don't. I'm not, I'm not a big drinker at all. But but when I'm home, like if like. This hasn't happened in a while, but like my mom and dad can come over and like we're gonna fire up the grill or something. I'll have a beer with my dad for sure, like a hundred percent. But I, uh, my wife will tease and make fun if she she can't hear me right now. I don't think, but if she could, she would come right over and say he's never been drunk, which is actually true. I've, I've never been drunk. I don't I don't I don't know. I want to be able to drive. If I need to go somewhere, I want to be able to get my keys, hop in my car, and go. And uh, um, that's just. I have so much fun. I have so much fun sober. I figure, what, what, what do I need to get drunk for? So, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I didn't know you were going to go down that road. I, I'm not judging you. I, I was just, I just, because you're this, you're this eclectic mix of, like, as chill as a person can be, and then you're as anal type A as anybody I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying <laughs> in terms of how you justify? Stuff? I'm just being honest with you. Like, tell me honestly, your your sock drawer. Are your socks matched up and rolled up and, and like each sock has its own little place? Um, I wouldn't say I'm I'm not like That's but, a yes. Okay, the answer the answer's yes, but but <laughs> it's a yes but. Um but really that yeah, there's no but. It's just yes. <laughs> yeah. I I mean do you do you put them in their category by color? Yeah, but I'm not a big like I'm not a No big more witnesses, honor. I, I rest got, my I case. White. I got white socks and black socks, and they, 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 the white ones are on the left and the black ones are on the right, and mm-hmm, they're all folded mm-hmm. up I rest and nicely. Thank you very but, much. But that's it. All right, so here was the question I was originally going to ask you before we went, we went down this, this, this road of psychoanalysis, which ironically is the same books that you're reading, which is fascinating. Here's the question I have for you. You're in some, some airport somewhere and not having a beer. You're, you're, you're eating chocolate-covered peanuts or, or something healthy, and – Someone says, you know, you're chatting away. You know, there's chatty people in the airport. They're they're chatting because they're lonely and traveling too. And someone says to you, "What do you do? What do you tell them?" Oh, stock answer. I'm an accountant. Are you serious? I'm in accounting. Yeah. Well, yeah. No one wants to talk about that, so that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> Right, I mean, absolutely love it. Yeah, have you ever seen? So this, uh, you know, one of the one of the great, great, funny guys on tour is Max Homa, and uh, Max oh, yeah. said that uh, 
Max said that he was in an Uber one time, and the guy asked him what he did, and he said that his go-to answer is real estate. And um, which I mean, I could have told him, you know, real estate's bad. Real estate that leads to conversations, but you don't want that. So, accountant, if you're an accountant, like no one even knows what to say to you. Like, oh, really? Well, maybe I, a tax yeah. question, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, but uh, he said that you know, he told this Uber driver real estate, and uh, he said by the end of the by the end of the drive, he was definitely representing the guy uh, who was who was searching for for a new apartment in the city where he was. <laughs> and I thought that was just so funny. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 an accountant, um, and then uh, very 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 rarely, because I mean at the end of the day, like. I'm a very open and honest person and I, I do enjoy to talk and I enjoy to connect with people. Um, but only to a point, like, I mean, I, I enjoy to connect with my neighbors that, that I could have a, a meaningful relationship with. I, I don't necessarily need to connect with the guy sitting in the airport that I am never going to see again. Like, and I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's not. So, so I, I, I say I'm an accountant is, is my go-to answer because I mean, I love my accountant. He is a great guy. I play some golf with him when it's not tax season or a year like this where everything's bizarre. Um, I, I don't. The only question I ever really have for him is, "Why did you do this to yourself? Like, why? Like, there's there's <laughs> there's other there's other things that you could do in life that are I don't know. Like, I, I just I know that for me, I spend about two days a year where I just hunker down for a couple hours and I put together my, you know, my expense report for the year and then I. You know, um, I gotta you know itemize and categorize stuff, and uh, that's like that's like two days that I just absolutely dread. So, so I couldn't really imagine if that was my that was my my profession. I don't think I'd be as happy as I am, but but I'd still find some positive in it. I bet. Uh, how excited, uh, with, with all things considered, yes. But how excited is Peter Malnati for all the things that lie ahead for you? Yeah, incredibly. I mean, it, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I'm dreading actually. I've never I've never felt this way before. I'm dreading going back to to competing in the LM, in in the aspect that like we're not going to travel as a family right now. You know, it just doesn't seem like the wise thing to do. Um, and so I'm going to go back, and you know, it's going to be a busy summer no matter how I try to go about it. Because it's just you know, after three months off got to get back to work, got to go play, like got to get into a little bit of a rhythm and play. So I'm going to play a lot, but we're not going to travel with the family. So it'll be, you know, a little bit of back and forth to home between events. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm dreading that going from being with, with Hatcher every single day to not seeing him. Um, but from a like professional standpoint, I'm incredibly excited, Matt, because, you know, it's like we said in the beginning of the call, um, the only time I've ever had, any extended length break from competition in the last 10 years plus has been, you know, that, that holiday season from Thanksgiving through new year's. And during that time, you know, it's winter, it's been a long year. You know, we all, we, we all, I think me, especially like I, I want to put the clubs away for a little while. So I've never had really an extended period of time when I'm pumped up about the game where I really want to be working on the game. And I don't have competition, um, so so I've had a chance to actually, you know, focus on some making that. I, I don't I don't have really changes that I've made in my swing or my game, but you know, just trying to really focus on a few elements 
to improve that, you know, when you compete every week or every other week or three out of four weeks or whatever, you can't really work on integrating new feelings or new things in because it takes a little time. And, um, you know, I've had the chance to do that now. And um, my game, you know, it feels good. It's fun. It's like fun to, to, to feel like you've added a little competency to your game. Like I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm ready to go out and, and compete on, on a world stage with the best players and, um, you know, just keep doing what, keep doing what I was doing before, except do it a little better. And, uh, and I'm excited to get back after that. We can't wait to see what you do when you get back out there. You know, we love you. We're huge fans of who you are and what you do and what you represent. Before we say goodbye though, I do want to ask you about your sponsors because I think it's important to give back to them for helping you do what you do. You want to share with the world who they are? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I appreciate you doing that, man. That's a great thing. Um, you know, so first and foremost, I mean, I, I, uh, I played, I played Titleist clubs when I came out of college. Um, but once I left the university, you know, Titleist was very, very kind to, to supply me with, uh, ball shoes and gloves. Um, and yeah, ball shoes and gloves and, you know, of course hats and stuff when I was starting out playing mini tours and then after after my first year of playing mini tour golf, um, where I was very 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 mediocre, I finished like 48th on the the money list of the mini tour I was playing, which was called the E Golf Tour at the time. Um, I was talking to my my Tyler's guy, who I would call, and um, and he said, "What are your plans for the off season?" And I was like, "You know, I'm just gonna work on a few things and try to get better, keep building it." And and he just said, "Hey." we're going to put you, we believe in you. We, we appreciate you and we're going to put you on full product line support for next season. So if you want to go find, find a Tyler's fitter, go somewhere and get fit. Um, we're going to supply you through the bag, everything you want. And, you know, for a guy who was a mediocre mini tour player, that was a really big deal. So, um, so I've, I've, I've been with Tyler's ever since. And, um, you know, they, uh, I, I hit, I've got 14 Tyler's clubs in my bag and I think they're, they're all, they're all fantastic. And, um, I'm really thankful for that. And then um, on my on my shirt, I have uh, two really cool sponsors that that both are are in, incredibly meaningful to me. Um, I have Kind Snacks on my on my left chest. Um, I read the the founder of Kind Snacks is a guy named Daniel Lubetsky, and he wrote a book. Um, and I read it back in probably 2014 when I was a rookie on tour. And he's just an incredible guy. He runs his business for all the right reasons. Um, he's trying to make the world a better place. And so, so kind snacks and Peter Malnati align really well. And plus they're pretty tasty too. So, um, so that's good. And then on my sleeve, I have Lou Malnati's, which same last name as me. We can't really find, um, any definite family ties, but, uh, but same last name. It's a pizzeria in Chicago, but, uh, <laughs> ship it all over the country. It's deep dish. It's fantastic. So, uh, I think it's like lose to go dot com or uh, uh, or taste of Chicago. Also, you can you can look it up. But Lou Malnati's deep dish pizza, amazing. Um, and then uh, I have a guy on my golf bag, a company on my golf bag called Team Scotty. He uh, he's in the insurance business, and I played a pro am with him. And he believed in Peter Malnati and said he wanted to do whatever he could to help. And uh, so he's he's got some real estate on my golf bag, and he's just a he's a great great man john scott is his name and a great supporter so um i'm incredibly thankful and then um i also have uh all my original all my original investors who helped me get started when i was playing mini tours if any of them happen to be listening i want you to know i still appreciate all you guys too so and 
that includes my mom and dad, by the way. So thank you to them. <laughs> you're the best, my friend. We wish you guys, uh, Hatcher and Alicia and, and everything that you're doing once you get back out there and beyond the very, very best. Matt, it's always great to talk to you. Dom, you are the man. I appreciate you guys very, very much. You guys are are the best in the biz. Keep it up. I do want to remind everybody, as you could tell, I put off all of our, our sponsors' reads until the end here, so I am going to ask you quickly to, to please remember benhogangolf.com. Log on there and see the new Icon Forged Blade irons. They are absolutely beautiful. See the PTX Pro irons, a new driver, their wedges, their putters, all of it you can find on there, and you'll see why. Their direct relationship as a micro-manufacturer with you is a special one indeed. French Lick Resort, it is so good that we're bringing listeners there. That's the highest accolade I think the Fairways of Life show can give a destination to say, this is so cool and so much fun, we want to come there with our own family, and that is all of you. Fairwaysoflife.com slash French Lick for more details on that. Tour Edge Golf, they are special. Uh, One, you know, if if you're going to, stand out from the crowd how do you do it you do things like oh a lifetime warranty think about that for a second a lifetime warranty the best in the world are playing their products not merely because they're ambassadors you've got people that are not part of their paid in in, in ambassador staff you got people that are playing them because they're the best touredge.com for you to find clubs with all of the latest technology without having to refinance your your mortgage in order to afford to buy the product as well bridgestone golf their new reactive urethane cover has reinvented the golf ball no longer do you have to choose between spin or distance you can have them both in one ball just log on to bridgestonegolf.com and check it out and finally uh, not least though ireland.com i am so proud to represent ireland.com and i do it with all of my bias inherent and it's with good reason it is the best links golf in the world let's start planning on this today let's go let's take a couple trips there when when all this stuff blows over why not ireland.com to get you up to speed folks thank you so much for your company please have a good day be safe out there take care of each other we'll see you again tomorrow Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old US of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. It's no secret that FootJoy Flex has been one of the best-selling shoes in the game for the last few years. You can literally wear these things anywhere. Well, they now have a version that's completely redesigned and fully waterproof. It's called the Flex XP. You can wear these to and from work, hit a bucket of balls at the range, play 18 of them, wear them into the clubhouse, or out to dinner. Many have tried this type of versatile shoe in the past, but leave it to FootJoy to elevate the category. Now you can start flexing with the all-new Flex XP. Learn more about Flex XP at FootJoy. 
If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers, and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffin, La Hinch, and Ballybunion, numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at Ireland.com. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Take your game to the max this spring with the all-new Tour X Golf Shoe from FootJoy. Fully loaded inside and out, Tour X delivers max stability, max control, and max comfort. So you can launch it past your buddies. The Tour X wraps your foot in coziness with an ortho light impressions fit bed and a foam collar around the heel, ensuring max in-shoe comfort and support. Tour proven by players like Kevin Kister and Rafael Cabrera-Bayo. Experience max performance for yourself with the all-new Tour X. Shop now at FootJoy.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now, bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world, end quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today, only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores, so they're saving that 40%, 50% retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. 
Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. 